Eidolon Disco, Eidolon Ska, Book 2, a novel by Jordan Rogers. Published by... Copyright 1980. This is a work of fiction. Unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in this book are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events, is purely the result of misapprehending the nature of actuality. Forward by the author. Hi there, reader. Just you and me in this section. Uh, our cast of protagonists can't hear me right now. Before we get back into the story, I wanted to talk to you in private. I want to tell you about a kid named... Jordan Rogers. You might be under the impression that you already know him, but I don't think you do. He hasn't actually been in all that much of the story so far, and the scenes he's had... <laughs> well, maybe there was a bit of showmanship going on. A little collaborative fiction between my mortal and immortal selves. Was I just writing him to be more of an adorably anxious little sad sack, or was he making the choice to behave as one to help me enact my long-term plan? Is there even a difference between those two things? I don't really know. Either way, you gotta admit, it's pretty embarrassing how easily I was able to get Casey to fall for me. I mean, you know what she's like. She'd start to feel romantic yearning for a turkey sandwich if she somehow got the impression that it was paying attention to her. I didn't have to write myself as a compelling romantic lead to attract her. All it took was a little nervous st 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 stuttering and fawning over her like a lovesick puppy, and she was mine. A vapid, one-dimensional romance for a vapid, one-dimensional character. Pathetic. You know, that's not really fair of me, is it? Sometimes, even now, my thoughts are influenced by the way I used to think about the world when when I was a part of it and not sitting up above it. If Casey's a one-dimensional character, then I suppose there's really no one to blame for that but myself. I should work on that in this second book, flesh her out some more. Ah, uh, but I'm getting sidetracked. I'm here to tell you about me. Or about who I used to be, at least. When you're little, you really don't have any sense of normal. How could you? Everything is still novel to you. You haven't been in the world long enough to know what to expect from it or what it expects from you. For the first... Five, six years of my life, I really didn't have any reason to believe that there was anything out of the ordinary about me. Over time, though, you start to pick up on little things about the way people react to you. The awkward glances adults shoot you when they think you aren't looking, the way the bullies always seem to gravitate towards you, and even the nice kids mostly seem to avoid you. Adults and 
sometimes even kids are constantly telling you to keep your voice down when you didn't even notice that you were yelling. Sometimes you get bored and pass the time making different facial expressions just to feel the novel sensation of your face muscles stretching and clenching in ways they usually don't. And you realize only too late that everyone is staring at you. In class, you're constantly getting yelled at for being disruptive because you finished your assignment a good 20 minutes before all the other kids, and you can't stand the boredom of waiting for them to catch up. And you wouldn't give any of this a second thought, except... No one else seems to struggle with any of these problems, and they don't have much sympathy for the fact that you do. It starts to feel like you just can't, you just can't be around people without doing something that will underline the fact that you're different from them. Not just different, but wrong. It's like everybody else got a rule book for how to be a person, and they all know the rules implicitly. And meanwhile, all you can do is try your hardest to intuit them as you go. And that's, you know, impossible. And every time you get something wrong, you're penalized. So instead, you learn to just sit quietly and don't talk to anyone. That's wrong, too. But it seems like it bothers people less than the other ways you can be wrong. Quiet enough, try your hardest to just be invisible, and the adults won't scold you and the kids won't terrorize you. Everyone prefers if they can just ignore you altogether, and given the alternatives, you prefer it too. By junior high, I had firmly cemented my reputation as the weird kid with no real friends to speak of. Sometimes my mom would talk to her sister and they'd make Natalie drag me to some party or church function or something, but I didn't want to be there any more than Natalie wanted to take me. Being around other people just meant that I was giving them more ammunition to hurt me. And the worst part... The worst part about it was that they were all just so stupid. I've never really felt all that smart, but in this town at least, I'm a fucking genius. Not that it ever really did me any good. Being smarter than everyone else was just another thing that made me different than everyone else. If I was stupid, then at least I'd have something in common with the people around me. So... With all that, uh, I guess it's no real surprise that I got so drawn into books. I could grab any old paperback off the shelf at the library and spend hours away from this shithole town full of shithead people. Cervantes, Asimov, Dostoevsky, Lovecraft, Tolkien, King, Le Guin, Poe, Clark, Dickens, Vonnegut, Kafka, Twain, Austin, and so many more. And obviously... Doyle. I always had a soft spot for Sherlock Holmes. Like me, he was too smart for the world around him, but instead of rejecting him, 
people respected him for it. Books are probably the only reason that I lived long enough to make it to where I am now. Of course, they didn't fix everything. I couldn't always have my nose in a book, and sometimes I gorged myself on literature for so long that I temporarily lost my appetite for it. And in those times, I was forced to remember just how miserable my life was. I dragged myself to school during the week and church on Sundays, floating through the world like a ghost. And if I ever tried to talk to anyone about how I felt, they'd just assure me that God has a plan for everybody. That someday, the kids that bullied me would be serving me burgers. That I just had to be patient. Honestly, I think it was my parents and the other adults in my life that were trying to be patient, hoping that sooner or later I'd grow out of whatever it was that's wrong with me, that I'd figure out how to just be normal. (laughs) Maybe, I imagine they thought, things would work out once I get my idol on. To their credit, I guess things did, just not how they imagined Because it turns out, God did have a plan for me. Because one day soon, I would be God. All those nights I spent curled up in bed crying, covering my mouth to keep my family from hearing my sobs, praying that I could just be allowed some basic fucking happiness. Turns out that I was unknowingly praying to myself. All along, all that pain and loneliness and misery, it was to shape me, to guide me toward becoming what I would ultimately become. Disco inferno, ut possum regnare in calo. I learn in hell that I may rule in heaven. These fucking idiots have been sitting on the power of God for 150 years, and no one ever managed to take it. Most of them never even learned it exists. Well, I figured it out, and I exploited the only other people that even had a shot at taking it, and I won out over all of them. In some senses, I had already beaten them, beaten everybody, before I even knew the game we were playing. The game only exists in the first place so that I could win it! So now, I'm in charge. All those idiots and assholes that ruined the first 18 years of my life, they belong to me now. And I know, I know what I said before, that I should really not let my mortal feelings and emotions influence the way I write this story, but you know what? After all that thinking and reflection, I think maybe I've earned a little bit of payback. And ever since I let our heroes find out that I beat them, I've tried to be so nice and so accommodating, and they've spit on my olive branches over and over again. Maybe it's wrong to blame them for that when I'm the one writing them that way, but... I know my mythology well enough to know that if a god of Mount Olympus is entitled to anything, it's pettiness. And if anything can incur divine wrath, 
It's disrespecting the gods to their faces. I know the Mystery Solvers Club of the 70s defeated the dragon, but I'm starting to think that maybe they haven't quite spent enough time learning in hell yet. Why don't we fix that? When you turn the page, our protagonists will be back, and I'll be there with them. Sorry about that. Um, uh, how are you guys doing? Okay. I mean, considering the circumstances, okay, I guess. Yeah, great to hear. Um, yeah, uh, tell you what, why don't we pick up, um, why don't we just sort of skip ahead to headed back to school after winter break? How's that sound? Um, Haley, you're the first one who spoke up. What have you been doing over the winter break? Well, I've, you know... Normally, what I would do is, you know, s- study more, get ready for the next semester. But, right. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's not really going to be anything after school for me after yeah, not, graduation. Not much point in that one. Right. So, kind of, kind of seems a little silly to to do that now. Um, so I, I, you know, I'll I'll do enough to keep up appearances, but I've kind of just been spending time with the people I care about, spending more time with my dads, with with Bob and Maurice, and well, with a lot of time with Casey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in that case, I think at some point uh, during this. Um, you know, I, I think your dads would definitely notice the shift in your behavior, and um, I think uh, Patrick is going to take you aside at some point and just say, Haley, I've uh, noticed it doesn't seem like you've been uh, studying as hard as you usually do lately. Now, I know you're on break, and that's that's fine, but everything okay? Yeah, it's... everything's fine. I just... To be honest, I was so focused on studying and trying to be the best that I could possibly be, I was just burning myself out. I I just needed to spend more time doing other things. 
He kind of nods and says, well, that's understandable. I just, um, you only got one more, uh, term of school to go and, you know, college is coming up. I'd hate to see you let your grades slip right at the, uh, the 10-yard line here. I know, I know. I'll, I'll be fine. Like, I'm, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna do plenty. I just, I, I've just been pushing myself too hard in, in, you know, I've been going in too many directions. Give me a dazzle. Okay. Um, Haley's glam is, wow, she hasn't really used her glam much. Um, glam is two. Glam is two that gets you the emperor or the moon. You break something or something unknowable or unknown interferes. Hmm. Uh, I would recommend using. Isn't that my dissonant card getting out of the way? Uh, let me oh, double check. No, dissonant no. is the hermit for you. Never mind. Um. I'll go ahead and use the moon. The moon. Okay. Um. Hmm. Something unknown or unknowable interferes here. Um. I think in that case, uh, Patrick just sort of says, um, well, I, I'm not trying to have you burn out or anything, but, you know, talking about your plans for your future since you were real tiny. And uh, I just want to make sure that you're keeping your eye on the ball. Of course. Yeah, I don't worry. I'll be fine. We should. Probably start figuring out which college we're applying to, huh? Right, yeah, I I need to look at some options. Alright, well, maybe we can do that after school today. Yeah, sure, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, your, your dad, you know, neither your dad's, but especially Patrick, who's more the disciplinarian, is not gonna, you know, not gonna let you get off with, well, I'm gonna die, so I don't need to care about anything anymore. Well, Haley isn't gonna tell him either. <laughs> Well, right, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I gain an I gain an XP for choosing a negative when I had the option for a neutral, right? That is true. Okay. Um Bob, what about you? How has winter break been going for you? Uh two things, my dude. Jack and shit. <laughs> I mean, what what shape has Jack and shit taken for you though? Uh just hanging out with dog. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing yeah. matters anymore. So fuck it. I mean, that's kind of depressing, don't you think? Yeah. And. Yeah. All right. Sure. Okay. You're. Hmm. I was really hoping, kind of giving you some space to breathe, might might make this a little more. Um, I don't know, fun. But you're uh, you're really kind of just gonna keep being a downer about it, huh? Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, I let you have a talking turtle. That really wasn't enough? I mean, technically Maurice did that. I mean, I wrote Maurice doing that. Really? And you've decided to write me being a downer then, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, I am. Uh, I just, um... Because you, 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 seem, you seem caught off guard by it. 
Well, I just, uh, I, I guess, you know, I sat down to write this dialogue out, and I guess what has occurred to me is that this is true to what you would say. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, but I can't really argue with my own, uh, logic here. Um, uh, it's, your, it's your own logic that you can't argue with. Right, that is what it is, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you're gonna give me, like, nothing, like, y you're giving me no fuel for, like, a little fun scene to do with you before school, anything like that, you're just gonna kinda pout? Oh, I haven't been pouting, I've been getting high. It's, it's just been, it's like, I've just been apathetic. Mm -hmm. I mean, why bother? Okay, alright, uh, Maurice, you got anything for me, anything at all? We've been together from quite some time. We pull in on Maurice's room. Rain <laughs> on the window. I want to be more cinematic with my opening. I don't, I, listen, you can do one-on-ones with those other people. I'm not doing a fucking... They're going to have a single camera interview. Fuck you. No. Listen, after what we got with the last one, I'll take it. Go for it. Yeah, Maurice is so sad from the fucking Natalie thing. Which is really, he realizes he's not really sad from that. And we show clips from the, the, the flirting and the meeting and the, the disco tower and all of that stuff. And it's intercut with like uh, Maurice in the front, like singing, dressed as Prince, singing, uh, It's Gonna Be So Lonely. And he's just rolling around in bed, crying, tossing and turning. It shows a sitcom ass closet that's got just a bunch of identical clothes. Um, uh, you know, maybe it shows the clips of the other people doing stuff, but then his parents are, like, worried, and they come in, and, like, it shows them, like, trying to talk to him, and it's, like, from one angle, they look like his parents, and then, it, like, the camera swoops behind him, and, like, from Maurice's points of view, both of his parents have Jordan's face, and it's just, like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> And then, like, you know, even the, you know, even the kids come in and they're like, hey, we're your brothers and sisters. And it's the same thing. And it's and Maurice just cries even harder um, during this uh, extended musical intro of It's Gonna Be So Lonely by Prince. Uh, and while that's going on, uh, basically, he's just like, uh, I don't have my parents or my family anymore. It's just me and jordan's machinations and i'm not i'm gonna spend this week crying and that's what he does and anytime you try and cut back it's just gonna be maurice uh crying and that fucking montage going i'll tell you what maurice give me a glam draw Woo! i got do i have two or three i forgot i got three in genius okay yeah two two glam i get you the high priestess or the hierophant I'm going to do my resonant card first draw of the fucking game. <laughs> Great, yes. <laughs> uh, when you play a resonant card, apply the forecast. You raise your baton to strike up the band. Issue one command. Everything currently in your zone of influence must follow it until the task is complete where the scene ends. <laughs> so, uh, what is your uh, command as you're laying in bed sobbing like this, Maurice? Oh, man. Hmm. How do I want to play this? <sighs> oh, 
Because who would the command go to? Would it go to my family? Is that a thing I can do? I, guess, do I, I com- mean, that's pretty much the only people that would be in your zone right now, yeah. Okay, okay. You have an opportunity to be real nice to them. I think uh, the command is... Maurice is having a normal one. It's just... Okay. Uh, there's nothing to worry about, about the state of the universe or your existence. He's just crying it out over a girl, and he'll get over it. And you love, you still love your son, and he still loves you. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah, that's all absolutely true. And, uh, yeah, uh, the core thing that Draw was for is, you know what? Boogie Wonderland's really cutting this montage together really well. It, it feels good, like, to watch. It doesn't seem like it feels good to live, but, you know, that's... I mean, it's not my problem. It's called being a good fucking writer. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Who is watching anyway? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is, I mean, the reader, I guess, you know, uh, not literally watching. We're sort of describing it, theater of the mind sort of thing, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, Maurice Bailey loves all his viewers out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Casey, what are what have you been doing over the winter break? Uh, Casey is currently, before school, putting the touches up. Um, a couple things. Uh, she got some gifts from Christmas, and, uh, her dad made a trip to, uh, for business trips, uh, to, um, Japan. She, uh, he came back with a pair of Walkman, uh, and... She currently has them, and she's listening to a tape by a little band called Joy Division. And she has been basically listening to that tape non-stop unless she's spending time with uh, with Haley. Um, for many reasons, it helps drown out whatever voices she may be hearing. And she also really enjoys it. And the main thing she's been doing this whole winter break has been a project that she has had some help with it with uh, with Haley. She uh, built a sidecar for her motorcycle where Haley can be in uh, for safety. And also, she figured that her Haley's parents would prefer to see her in a sidecar than like behind her in the bike uh, and it also has some stuff for Eidolon stuff mm-hmm. uh, if that happens they painted it together and Iris you can tell me if I'm wrong I assume that it looks like a solar system and then like it, the bike have like orange reddish flames to be like the sun and the solar system next to each other yeah, that sounds like something, you know, that Haley would approve of. Yeah, and I think what she's doing right now, she's wearing uh, a sports bra and some jeans, and she's using a sunshine band to finish the weld job of this sidecar into the, into the motorcycle before the first day of school. Okay, uh, you said it has things for Eidolon things? Yeah. What did you mean by that? It has things for Haley Cylon. For example, if she switches to some sort of um, alchemist, we have uh, the probable and the past... Um, uh, what's it called? Not requirements, but uh, materials 
uh, a likely alchemist would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like in the in the inside line, linen and hidden pockets uh, and sing- things like that. It's also the shape of it is like slightly bigger because it's also to account for bigger shapes that Haley might turn into. Uh, things like that. Yeah, we. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously within reason. I mean, I, we couldn't create like a horse size sidecar. Mm-hmm. We tried, did not work. Yeah, I mean, I'm just imagining a motorcycle with a horse trailer wheeled to the side of it now. I it's, don't know if that's it's, yeah. It's, it's I'm, not I'm as easy honest. as Mister Ed makes it seem. Yeah. I feel like yeah. once you become a horse, you don't need the motorcycle anymore. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. also true. Yeah. It does have like an easy like. There's an inside button that if you push it, it one of the sides opens in case she needs to quickly get out for horse related reasons. Okay. okay. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Mike, Bob, whatever. Uh, you're not being very supportive of my new show, uh, Motorcycle Horse. I think it's got <laughs> a lot of seasons in it. <laughs> but yeah, this has been Casey's main project this whole time. Uh, and this is basically like, when is Haley not feeling like hanging out with me? I am never pressuring her. If she wants to do her thing, she does her thing. And while she's doing her thing, I'm over here working on this. And I'm also Mm. like, she has been like, okay, I will probably die, but I'm not going to make it easy. So she's been working out every day. Uh, she used to have when... When our adventure started, she used to have a little bit of a belly. I think most of that has gone away by now. She has mm. she had muscles before, and she has more defined muscles. And mm. uh, she's been pretty single-minded to the point that she hasn't spent a lot of time with her family, only spending it there when absolutely necessary. She works okay. on she worked on this in Haley's barn, so. Oh, okay, so this is not over at your house. This is over at Haley's. No, no, no. This was all at uh, Haley's barn. Uh, Once she could use her Eidolon without being worried, uh, instead of using, like, an actual, like, you know, welder's torch. And two, in case be like, I figure Haley's parents would be like, okay, yeah, this seems like a safe like a safe, comfortable way to to take Kaylee here and there instead of having her like behind you hugging. A small detail. So you y'all do any of y'all visit Maurice like how many times do y'all visit? Fuck. I I from what I heard, not much no. from anybody. No, I mean I, I, I yeah. think Haley does try and keep in touch yeah. with everyone. Haley- yeah, Haley did mention Maurice, and I was going to say the only way I think KC is visiting Maurice is when Haley goes to visit Maurice. Yeah, like Haley st- still kind of feels responsible for the group, so like uh, her priority is going to be KC just because of what their relationship is, but she's going to try and like check in with Bob and Maurice to see how they're doing because like <laughs> they're still her friends. She's, she still wants to make sure they're doing okay, well, yeah, and- you know, as well as they can be. And, like, Casey is basically, she's basically, and I'm not saying this is good or healthy, but she's basically attached to Haley, unless Haley seems to be like, oh, I want some time alone. Then she's like, cool, I'm going to go work on that project I've been working on. Okay, so you do see me in montage mode every time there I'm being hella dramatic, and it's Boogie Wonderland's just on all the time. 
Uh, well, that does also mean that if you're going in there, you're following the command to uh, that everything's fine and you just need space to get over a girl. Wink, wink, yeah, wink, so, wink. so, like, Haley doesn't think anything's wrong. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, she's still, he's still hurt by the breakup. That's understandable. Yeah. Weird that he cares more about the breakup than the whole thing with me. <laughs> uh, but I guess we all cope in different ways. Um, okay, cool. Then, yeah, um... That is how the next week or so of your lives go. You know, winter break, not a super long span of time, and we left off with all of you at uh, New Year's Day, so not that much time passes in this mode. Um, and I guess in that light, uh, Bob just laying around getting high all day every day is a little less depressing, because it's only a week. Um, but then, uh, yeah, time comes around to head back to school for your final semester before graduating. I mean, I guess now I feel like I gotta ask Bob, are you even bothering to go? Honestly, that's a good question. I don't think Uncle Jake would notice if uh, if I simply didn't. Yeah. I mean. So I mean. Uh, but also, I'm like everyone else's ride to school, so. That is true. Yeah, I guess I'll keep going. It's it's good to have a routine, I guess. Okay, then. Um, I forget which order you uh, pick everybody up in. Who do you want to pick up first here? Um, I. Uh, shoot, I think we established a long time ago that the first person to pick up is Casey. Yeah, I believe Ca- that's true. Casey is sure not going to be in her house, just letting you know. Okay, I think I think the order has been Casey, Maurice, Haley. So yeah, I, I guess Maurice true, then, so. if Casey's staying over at Haley's place. Yeah, if you're not seeing... Uh, you know, I, I think maybe since you've been so out of touch, you maybe don't know that Casey isn't home. And... Uh, there, her mom comes out at some point and says, uh, Kevin has, uh, stayed the night at Haley's house tonight. Oh, alright. I'll, uh, I'll head over there. I was gonna head there uh, anyway. It's good to see you again, Bob. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to see you too. Um, then, yeah, you, uh, pick up Maurice. Um, I, this sounds like it's the first time you've seen each other in a week. Hey, Maurice, you doing alright? I think I am. You know what? You know what? I think I am. We slayed a dragon last year. Mystery Solvers Club. We're back, baby. Are we? I mean, is it really a mystery to solve at this point? I mean... So far, I've found that life is an eternal mystery to solve. What's I, I, I lean over to Bob. What's that been like? What's what's this been like for the last week? Pointing oh. at dog talking. Oh, he's uh he's become a a little philosopher kind of. It's, <laughs> Bob's uh, been having a real tough emotional time, so I've mostly been giving them space while I read various books to educate myself, seeing as I understand functionally nothing about the world around me outside of which lettuces taste good. What's your favorite lettuce? Well, you know me, I'm a real romaine head. (laughs) Alright, good, solid. I think I want to establish that uh, if, if Haley has been checking in with Bob 
fairly regularly. Uh-huh. She's definitely been having conversations with Dog and just uh-huh. been absolutely delighted. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be all about this. She'd be like, oh, your turtle is reading? That's so cute. <laughs> I'm having a conversation with your turtle, Bob. What what books has Dog been reading, though? <laughs> Uh, I think probably some just, like, math textbooks, some, uh, basic science books, uh, Cartesian philosophy, you know, the basics. Sure, sure. Just what you have lying around. The best part about reading is when you're done with a page, you can eat it. Oh, uh, mm. I I was gonna offer to bring you some library books, but we can't... mm. I'll 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 try and hit up the thrift store instead. I appreciate it. Okay, lean back to Bob. Yeah, no, I've been real sad about like uh, our pa- like I don't know. My family doesn't feel right, and I school like I don't know. Do we even want to go to school? Uh, honestly, no. It doesn't really seem like a point to it. I don't know. Let's talk to the girls and see what they think. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you get to the uh, the Holst Ranch to pick up Haley and Casey. Hi, Maurice. Hi, Bob. How are how are you two doing? Hey, gang. Uh, under the circumstances, as good as we could be. Hey, so we we Casey need to have a- hugs both of you. By the way, oh, oh. Uh, she, also, she's she obviously can just dress more femme, but she's been like, you know. Wearing hey the whichever one's fit like wearing Haley's jeans instead of her own, uh, cuffing them because uh, she is shorter than Haley, and uh, you know still wearing her leather jacket but wearing maybe slightly more feminine tops. So we should probably have a talk about like what is and is not worth doing with the time we have left, like. Should we even bother going to class? I... I have, I have been... Yeah, go for it, babe. I mean, I I have to at least keep up appearances for my parents. I can't... I can't just tell them I'm gonna die in five months. We understand if both of you or either of you don't want to keep the charade up but yeah I would rather stay close to Haley while this is happening like we've talked about maybe you know not like any for sure plans but like I have been trying to push her into maybe I don't know taking a road trip or like doing something but we could always do that in a weekend or take a week off in the middle somewhere. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll have yeah, I want no to pressure. do something. I just, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to, mm-hmm. I wish I knew if it would be better for it to just happen as it's going to happen and my parents deal with that or if it would be better if they knew. I just... Is it better to know that... 
your only daughter is fated to die? Actually, how mean did Maurice want to be right now? Mm, or, out of or character. Or is it better if they just think it was, you know, An just accident. a tragedy? Well, if I could interject, all of us are fated to die. That's the curse of mortality. Okay, I have a. You know what? Hold on. Hey, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pull over. I got you, a real. I got a real important question. Dog, Why are the have you ever have you ever listened to Joy Division, dog? I think you'll really like it. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Why are the four of us the only ones aware of Jordan? Because we're dragon uh, slayers. Uh, we're the champions. Also, yeah, I, mean, I might be the new toy maker. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we can talk about that, I guess. Uh, uh, no, I think I mean, it's you- more like we we were there and we were connected to it in a way that no one else was. Well, you guys are my my protagonists. You're the ones that I I wanted to be aware of it. My only theory. Sorry. You you wanted to write the headphones back on once Jordan starts talking. You wanted to (laughs) You wanted to write a story about four high schoolers over the course of their final year in high school. They die at the end of the year, and halfway through the year they just start hearing God and go insane. Yeah, I thought that'd be sort of an original take on this. I guess I just don't see the overall plan or point. Like, is there a well, theme to this story? Like, what point are you making? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of writing it as I go, and I guess I'll have to go in and, and revise it uh, after the first draft is done. So uh, right now, I'm more in the wait-and-see stage as far as, like, any sort of thematic connections or anything. You know, let's let's see what shakes out. And for what it's worth... I mean, we talked about this already. You guys aren't the only ones that can hear me. There's also the the other group of protagonists. The right, the ones in the future. Yeah, them. Right. Okay, so you're, thought... you're going to go back and do another. Like, okay, what experientially? What is you going back and writing another draft? Like, what is that for us? Ooh, um, that's a great question. I guess we'll find out once I get that far. How? Wait. Have you never tried revising anything that you've written so far? Haley, um, you know, I know you're more of a, uh, you know, scientifically minded person, so maybe you're not too familiar with, uh, you know, writing as a creative art, but like, the most important thing is to get something on the page. Right now, I am focused on getting this first draft finished, get to an ending, and then I can go back and tinker with it, you know? Casey is, like, closing her eyes really hard, trying to shut Jordan off from her. Trying not to hear him as much as possible. Sure, that definitely doesn't work, but, you know, commendable effort. Okay, right. I just... Okay, that's just not how I typically write papers, but okay. I guess you have your method. Um, Anyway, I... I don't know. I, I just don't... I'm not prepared to tell them yet. I don't... I don't want to see their hearts break in front of me. Maybe that's selfish, but... I I don't want to see that. No, it's not... She grabs you and holds you. It's not selfish. She, like, gently touches your face. You're not fucking selfish. 
I know selfish. It's it's kind, I think. It's it's kind and it's caring. Okay? You know, thank you. For for getting uh for just getting all your ideas out there, Jordan. You seem to just have the idea of, of the four of us like moping around and being really existentially terrified like if this story's going to have like a plot or if something's going to happen, can we just can we can we just cut to that? Can we cut to something happening? Yeah, let's go to school. I I I I refuse to engage with the artist directly. I think it's hack. I think we all should go to school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, we we will certainly get to plot. I just want to, you know, this is a pretty big plot development. I want to make sure we're giving it the appropriate weight. Um but yeah, we we can move things along if you want to. Absolutely. Um let's uh yeah, head on to school. Um you would have new classes, right? It's a new semester. Um, it might be easier if you all have the same homeroom period, just so you have an opportunity in the morning to, you know, talk. Uh, so why don't we say that? Um, and uh, do any of you have any ideas of uh, what classes you're signed up for this semester? The, it'd be the last ones that you have uh, before graduating. So maybe a mix of, like, more advanced classes or like requirements that you've been putting off but you can't put off anymore that kind of thing i think you know i think i think i'm really interested for uh not not any ulteriorly motivated reasons or anything i think i'm really interested in spending as much time in the biology room as possible wait i'm sure okay i mean sure wait why did did you forget your the half of your own story the bug people Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't really gotten there yet. Yeah. We have not set up... Um, Scariopolis. Yeah, Sc- Scatariopolis, but, you know, good good callback to that joke. Um, yeah, oh, God, I'm going to have to check my notes. I think Scatariopolis does not get formally established until after you guys are gone. Really? How do they know about You're just going to let this this opportunity to, to bridge the two halves of your tail just, like, slip through your fingers? Yeah, there's no, well, re- no there's no real convenient way because I mean, it's not like they know Merlin and they don't have a Merlin. Oh wait, I hold up a a bag of uh, eggshells and I turn on Boogie Wonderland <laughs> and it turns into a thing that gives you eidolons because that's what these eggshells do. It turns into the carving thing. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, sure. Um, boy, give me a give me a biz draw, Maurice. That's two. Yes. Uh, that's going to be the Wheel of Fortune or the Star. It's me, baby. Uh, as the world shifts around as Boogie Wonderland activates, uh, Maurice is dressed up like a teenage wizard. Wizard. He has a shirt that says wi- Wizard, Dragon Slayer, Toymaker, Head of the Mystery Solvers Club. Just a bunch of his titles like a fucking Hercules-ass hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like a t-shirt that says all that? Oh, yeah. I, I think as soon as that happens, uh, one of the uh, vice principals kind of like turns the corner in the hall and sees you and says, Maurice, you know the dress code. Collar shirts only. I pull, I reach underneath my t-shirt and there's a collar underneath and I pop it out. I'm, being a pre- <laughs> I'm going prep boy in this style today. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you... Um, unhappily but begrudgingly accepts this and I, I look at him oh man mm. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do a JoJo aura ass thing where I'm like, I slayed a dragon motherfucker and you know it. Cause he's lived oh. in this town. He he might not know about the dragon, but he knows if uh Merlin's gone, the toy maker's gone, and I have his symbol. Sure. I must right, be some right, right. serious shit. What um what are you what's the output you're hoping for here? What what do you want him to do in response to this information? I wanna I wanna all the shit we got up to last semester. Right. I want him to be like, do I really want to engage with the founder of the Mystery Solvers Club that slayed the dragon? Hi, that okay. goes across the street. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an intimidate then. Give yeah. me uh or, or or a threaten, I guess, sort of. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to immediately begin threatening people, but I think this is the other energy I think Maurice has after coming back from this <laughs> cryo sleep. Yeah, give me, give me a power draw. That's a, that's a stat I'm not great at. One. Uh, that is going to be the chariot. Uh, you break through your own limits. <laughs> Threatening is not something we do very often. I got to remind myself how it works. Um... When you have someone at a disadvantage and try to coerce them with violence, you're threatening them. Clearly state what you want them to do and what you'll do to them if they don't comply and draw pow. Oh, that's it. Okay, I thought I had more specifics than that. Yeah, no, what you want out of them is just to be left alone, right? Uh-huh, be left alone. I don't know if there's any other way I could make anybody around me be like, oh, shit, he just talked back to the teacher and they didn't say shit. <laughs> yeah, no, um... I think that, uh, yeah, you break through your own limits. This is definitely not normally how Maurice, uh, talks to people, especially authority figures, but, uh, you straight up tell him to step off. And, um, he does, but you have definitely maybe drawn some attention to yourself. Of course I've drawn that. attention, baby. Um, looks at the tarot card, the star. <laughs> Uh, all right. You've always great. been a star, Maurice. Puts a hand <laughs> on his back. But no, I, I'm pretty sure we established already that uh, it's going to be future Mystery Solvers clubs that are really responsible for establishing Scatharyopolis, and that's why they are actually a little scant on details about all of you. They know about you, but they don't know as much as they should. I um, turn to uh, to Haley and say, I haven't really been wondering if. I still like boys or not. Anyway. <laughs> That's okay, because I'm not a boy, baby. I'm a man. Maurice is a man, the founder of the Mystery Solver Club that lasts decades. He's got, he's on some bullshit, which is very weird since he was so sad earlier. But uh, right, Bob right, just, yeah. like, meekly raises a finger. For the record, I'm not a boy either. Oh, I know that. <laughs> Haley, Haley leans down and whispers to Casey, well... At least Maurice is having fun. Uh, Casey shrugs. I was mostly talking about the other boy I dated, but yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. Happy he's having fun. Mm. Um, Let's see here. Let me roll a quick random number up to decide who to do this with. Um, Let's say... What part of the writing Casey. process is that? <laughs> the part where you just decide to do something uh, and you just want a quick way to decide which direction to go. Yeesh. Uh, yeah, Casey, let's go with you. Um, yeah. The uh, PA crackles and you hear uh, a voice say, um, uh, Kevin Cardenas, please report to the guidance counselor's office. Uh, I think 
she makes high contact with Haley and then leans in quickly for a kiss on the cheek and starts walking away. Okay. Um yeah, much like when um Bob came in here before the break, uh there is a high degree of tension in this room. Any of the vice principals that are currently in their offices are just kind of staring daggers at you, Casey. Yeah, as I think the, I uh, have a move for this. Okay. It's called Bad Reputation. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I, I want to do this with the counselor when I get there. Okay, then yeah, um, the uh, secretary just sort of gestures towards the uh, guidance counselor's office where the uh, counselor, um, Ms. Hardigan, is waiting for you at uh, her desk. Uh, yeah, you want to use bad reputation? Yeah, and as I come in, I don't even... I'm not, like, avoiding people's eyesight. I'm not even paying attention to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Bad Drop reputation. When you meet someone who might have heard of you, draw a pow. If you play a neutral positive card, they'll know you're a serious threat and hesitate to confront you. Draw an additional card when threatening them. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a pow draw. Yeah, that's three. That is going to be the Hermit, which is your dissonant, uh, the Hanged Man, or the World. But unfortunately, you gotta pick your dissonant. Yeah, I sure oh, no. freaking do. <laughs> uh, so, the Hermit, uh, let's see, your dissonant effect here. Your brash actions cost you or your teammates something valuable. You may not break through anything else for the remainder of the current scene. Mm. That part, not too bad. I don't think you're going to be doing much breaking through in an office, but... We'll see. You know. Um, I think, uh, she smiles at you and tells you to have a seat. Uh, she is putting on a very thin veneer of politeness, uh, but you can tell there is just, like, some seething right beneath that smile as she, uh, gets up and closes the door as you come in. Yeah. Casey comes in, sits down, still headphones on, waits. All right, uh, let's take a look here. Uh, Kevin Cardenas, um, you know, it is the uh, second half of your senior year, so that means we need to make sure that you are on track to graduate and also figuring out what your uh, post-high uh, school plans are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see here. I've got your records right here. Um, let's see... Grades aren't fantastic, but, you know, you're, you're on track to graduate. Um, were you planning to uh, go to college, go to a trade school? What, what, are, what are you thinking about the future? Uh, probably either trade school or work for my dad. Hmm. What's your dad do? Uh, he has businesses in town. I honestly am not 100% sure, but... He's talked about me taking over. Well, um, what about your, your trade school plan? What, what would you go for? Uh, I don't know. The only classes I really enjoy here are metal work and shop, automotive work, so something like that. Wouldn't mind yeah. opening I, a little I, garage or something at one point, an auto shop. 
Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely something that we can look into for you. Um, it sounds like you haven't given a lot of specific thought to your plans for the future, though. No, not really. Okay, well, it's uh, th- this is the time to be doing it. Um, you're going to be, uh, you know, are you 18 already? Yeah. Okay, well, you know, you are an adult and you're going to be responsible for yourself uh, very soon, sooner than you think, so... This is really the time to figure out what your future is going to be. Yeah. Sounds good. You seem like you don't really care. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here. I am... Taking my place in society, I guess. You know, my job is to help students figure out their place in society. Um, But I can't really do my job if you're not going to work with me. That's perfectly fine. I don't think I need your help. And uh, she gets up. Uh, I think as you get up, um, she says, uh, were you thinking about your future when you attacked our principal and ruined everything that we've been building here? No, ma'am, that is some serious allegations you're saying there. I wouldn't want to uh, get my dad involved and get some lawyers on you for harassing and defamation. Cut the shit. She smiles at her. What do you want? I... You said it. Cut the shed, right? So what do you want? I guess I just wanted to see if there was any rhyme or reason to your reckless, immature bullshit, or if you have ruined this town just for shits and giggles, just a, a teenager going on a joyride. If you, if you ruined this just like, you know, Hitting mailboxes with a baseball bat. I guess it must have been the latter. Never really hit a baseball box with a mail bat. That seems kind of bad. I think of what I what I do in my day to day with my friends, more like plucking poisonous weeds out of a garden. But the garden seems fine now. It seems growing and blooming. Uh. Even if the weeds were telling me it was all going to burn down if, if I plucked them, but everything seems pretty good. And I will maintain it like that. I don't know if I'd compare it to a fire. More like dry rot and infestation. The, it can happen slowly. You think everything looks fine, and then you peel away the, the drywall and it's just full of black mold back there. Oh, uh, well... The small burn. I guess I'll have to look that up. She gets up again and uh, opens the door, kind of puts a hand on your back, says, Thank you for coming in. I do not let her touch me. Give me an Ellie. Okay. That is two. Yeah, that's two. Two, yeah. Uh, That is going to be Justice or the Tower. Uh, well, I'm gonna take justice. 
Justice, the situation becomes more fair. Um, I think you move out of her way, but she kind of like, she meant to sort of gently put a hand on your back, but because you jerked out of the way, she ends up more like slapping you on the back and then pulling her hand back immediately. I don't even look at her, I just walk away. Hello, everyone. It's me. I'm back in control of the show. Me, Luke, is back in control of the show, not me, Jordan. I think I said Jordan won't ever be in the ad breaks. If I didn't, I'm saying it now. Jordan will never be in the ad breaks because the metafiction layer of this whole bullshit is already a little harder to track than (laughs) ideal. So, no. Uh, If you're hearing me in these ad breaks, it's me, Luke, your pal, the GM of this podcast usually and for like the next year or so uh i am here to shill <laughs> specifically i'm here to shill our patreon patreon.com slash idol on playtest a very nice listener also bought us the domain idolon.moe which you can use uh but i don't know how long that lasts for or when it'll run out so i don't want to you know make that our standard url um but, you know, idolon.moe or patreon.com, patreon.com slash playtest. That's the URL that you should navigate to if you're interested in giving us money. Um, and you know what? You should give us money because it's a great show. You should just throw $100 bills at us. But if for some reason that's not enticing to you, uh, we also give you stuff in exchange for the money. Uh, for just $1 a month, you get to listen to every episode of this podcast a full week in advance. If you're listening to this in the free feed, you could have been listening to it last week. You could be listening to the return of Idol on Ska right now. Um, for uh, $3 a month, you get uh, some bonus monthly podcasts. You get Idol on Playlist, where we talk about music inspired the music that inspires the show uh the current episode at the time of this recording is uh covering the band of montreal and uh we will be covering a ska band for january at some point uh you also get the design sessions where me and molly talk about the game that we're making eidolon become your best self second edition which is slowly but surely uh headed towards the finish line at which point we'll be getting started on some new stuff which I think we've talked about before, but I'm going to be cagey about right now for no reason. Um, $5 a month, you get access to the current draft of Eidolon Become Your Best Self, as well as every previous draft. You also get your name shouted out on the podcast, which I will circle back around to momentarily. But first, I got to talk about the $10 tier. It's a grab bag of fun bonus stuff. Uh, Right now, we have finally gotten back to regularly recording Actually, I Meant for You to Pod My Cast, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean podcast. Uh, You all can also get the soundtracks for uh, the shows. You can get um, some old streams me and uh, Iris did last year in character as Bartholomew Lightkill and Bartholomew Lightkill, where we played Hitman. Um... Fabby ran a book club and also uh, ran a session of Mario Party with everybody. A lot of fun stuff you can get if you give us $10. You will surely not regret giving us $10. Um, I think that is all of the 
stuff on the Patreon. So why don't we get around to reading out those names? I want to give a special thank you to Test Much, Seafoam, Null, Trauma, Triangle Delta, Fire Princess Lily, Star Radia, Aphrodite, Isabella, Mew Mew, Hilda Kitty, Roxanne, Cat Girl Dick Blaster, Robust Laser, Pixel, Underlying Ocean, Vivid Ripley Mufadrome, Jade Nebula, Cancakes, Fred Smith, Aurora Borealis, Spellbound Mage, Hazel, Future Erica, Monica, Sarah Losolsi, We Shall All Be Healed, Forest Traveler, Dexy One, Earn5579, and Inalienable Right. Thank all of you for subscribing to the show. Um, if you can't afford to give us money, <laughs> or uh, you just don't want to, for some reason, can't imagine why, um, that's completely understandable. Uh, there are some free ways that you can support the show, the most important one of which is just telling your friends about us. Um, this show only grows by word of mouth, and we like uh, getting to share the stuff we're making with a bigger audience, so... Anything you can do to spread the word, let folks know about the show, we appreciate it a ton. Uh, you can also get on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast uh, platform that lets you rate stuff and give us five stars, give us a nice review, um, help, you know, boost us in the algorithm. Uh, we're a small enough show that really we're not rating on the algorithm, but, you know, you can change that one five-star review at a time. Um... I think that is everything I have got here. I am very excited for us to be back in uh, the like main line of the show. The miniseries are always a ton of fun, but I am dying to get into the back half of Disco Ska. We've got a lot of uh, real crazy shit planned, and I'm excited to share it with all of you. So uh, I'm going to get out of here so I can continue sharing it with all of you. Bye! I think I I keep walking very normal and calm and kind of angry up until I get close enough to wherever Haley is and just kind of bury my head and her shoulder wherever I can and kind of have a small breakdown, but nothing too big. Hey, hey, what's wrong? What did they say to you in there? Yes. We're, we're all targets because of the principal thing. I gave them nothing, but basically we're all being watched constantly. And I wouldn't be surprised if they acted against us. So, that's a nice cherry in the shit sandwich. <laughs> Let them try. God, you're great. I think she kisses you. You're, you're pretty great too. Eh, I'm just doing. I'm just copying you, honestly. No, you're I'm not. not <laughs> I'm not nearly as bad as you are. She's like stretching and, and like trying to shake it off. I'm uh, sick of this town. Yeah, me too. I mean, I know your reasons, and uh, I've said before, it doesn't have to be forever. But if we needed a break, we could just, you know, make our way to Florida. See how, I don't know, see some of that astronaut stuff. Maybe I'll convince you to break into NASA and we'll, like, 
steal a ship for ourselves or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well. It's not like it's not like they're gonna kill us. <laughs> yeah. Breaking so. into NASA seems like a great mystery for the Mystery Solvers Club. Maurice has been behind a trash can. Okay, Maurice, we're, we're kind of having a moment here, Maurice. Maurice, oh, why were you did hiding? I miss my line? I mean, I did I miss my intro or to come in? I was supposed to come in later. Maurice, why was, I, why were you fine. why were you behind just, the trash can? Bob is also in the room, but they've just been in the room because it's normal yeah. for them to be in the room. Yeah, no, I saw Bob this whole time. I was like, yeah, Bob's not gonna, Bob's not homophobic. It's fine. <laughs> No, Maurice has not been away from y'all since, uh, basically, the, what's it called, the, getting dropped off today. So, like, when Casey went to the, to the office, like, Maurice was, like, hanging out outside. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so sick of them claiming that there was some sort of balance they, they were maintaining, mm-hmm. and we're throwing it out of whack, but there's, there's not... There was never balance there. They were just mm-hmm. letting the whole town fester and rot in secrecy and paranoia that they created and encouraged. I I don't understand why they can't see that. They're supposed to be smarter than this. Because they the only the only thing they really cared about was power. They had power over us, power over the town really if you're the one in charge of all... I don't know. Didn't we once get called uh, a school full of bombs or or something? But if they had control over all these people with all these abilities and they could do all these things, they felt powerful. They felt like they could tell us what to do. Shit, several of them did try to tell us what to do. But they... What Maurice and all of us have done is that they don't have to... We as students don't have to fear them anymore. We don't even have to listen to them, really. We have shifted the power balance, and they're terrified. Well, we can we can debate the uh, Watsonian reasons for what they're doing all day, but I mean, we live in a world where we know the Doylean reasons. So, n- n- Bob, please don't. I was enjoying not putting my headphones on. I do love the song, but my ears are starting to hurt a little bit. You, you should probably stop that. No. And she looks uh, as serious as she's ever looked at you before. She looks as serious as she looked at you in what we would call episode one, where she was being an asshole to you, and it was due to her own internalized shit. No, Bob. Do not ask me to let him into my life again. I was really more concerned about your ears. Uh, they'll, they'll be fine. I'm sure I can convince someone to kiss them better. <laughs> she does a quick wink. It wouldn't be hard to. See, I feel like I picked a weird time to come in here. Uh, this entire time, you're in the uh, club room. Hi, Miss like, Green. A- no. Uh, no, that's Flannery. <laughs> no, also no. Uh, <laughs> in the back row, where no one's ever sitting, so you haven't even really looked that way, is just a... Uh, 
uh, kid that you don't really know in, like, um... He's got, like, a... Like... You know, sometimes a kid wore, like, a suit to school? He's, he's got that vibe. By which I mean he's wearing a suit to school. I think... Okay, but what type of suit? Is it tailored? Does it fit? No, not at all. Okay, it's like a tan so that's suit. Five. Okay, cool. Listen, I've known both types of motherfuckers. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. He's got like a little briefcase on his desk instead yeah. of a backpack. Hey, hey, is this oh. a new recruit to the Mystery Solvers Club? The most dragon slayingest, monster solvingest, mystery findingest club there is? Maurice is you ready to, to do work. the pitch and walks up to the kid. You need to work on the pitch, Maurice. Keep it simple. Maurice, keep it simple. Uh. I. You know, never mind. I'm good, and he turns to leave. Wait, why, uh, no, that's Bob? Why were you Bob here? Bob blocks the door. Uh, no, I just was gonna see about joining the club. It's fine. I, if you're not taking new members, I can I can go. It's okay. No, we hey, can. We, we're taking new chill. members, but uh, who are you? Oh, my name's Patrick. I'm I'm a junior. Uh, what's your hey, last Patrick. name? Oh, uh, uh Phillips. That, what was that? Anyway. Hey, Patrick. Uh, hey, how old are you? Oh, I'm, I'm 17. Okay, cool. That explains a lot. Um, hey, sorry, we've been through a lot lately. You're welcome to join if you want. No pressure. And if you don't, that's also fine. And you can change up your mind later. I'm Casey. Nice to meet you. She reaches out a hand. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, cool, nice, nice, nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, he, he shakes your hand. Uh, nice um, briefcase you got there. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah. Um, he suddenly get, like, a, a sudden crash of self-awareness is hitting him because his briefcase has been acknowledged, and he's immediately like, I, like, eyes darting around to look for some piece of furniture to, like, to hide it behind. No, no, I legit... <laughs> I... No, no? I like it. It's neat. Um, I don't know. I was never much... Not... They're not really for me, but... Eh, that's alright. Yeah, uh... Okay, cool. Um... Yeah, so, uh... I, what, what what days do you guys normally meet? I mean, I've, I've kind of walked by this room a lot, but it seems like yeah. you're just sort of here or you're not. I don't really... I mean... I mean, officially, we meet Tuesdays and Thursdays after school. And if you want to be an official member of the club, those are only days that you're really required to be here. And not even required, like, if you want to be part and you're doing other stuff, we get it. Just let us know. Um, unofficially, we're also friends and we hang out a lot together. So we end up hanging out here a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm free pretty much every day after school. I can be here every day. You are incredibly sweet. Um, I think I, I think Casey's cheeks are slightly pink. Oh, um, uh, sorry. Um, ugh. anyway, yeah, no. Uh, we are we're almost done with the year, so we don't have any like functions or plans ready for the rest of the year. You're a junior, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a junior. Cool. Uh, if you want, uh, either now or later, I can, like, go over all the paperwork and stuff for the plan. I'm the treasurer, so I keep track of all that stuff. Secretary? One of those. I can't remember. It might be both. 
Also- okay, cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, are you guys like working on any? I mean, are you, are, it's a mystery solvers club. Are you, are you solving any mysteries right now? At the moment, we're kind of between mysteries. Um, yeah. But I mean, we are still looking for some. And if you have any suggestions, uh, you know, we certainly encourage them. Oh, yeah, gosh. that's right. Uh, wow, I don't have any right now, but I'll tell you what, I'll go find one. And he, like, darts out the door, like, hey, ducking under Bob's arm. Can I, try to, can, I, can I try to just gently grab him? Uh, give me an Ellie. That's a two again. That's going to be uh, the lovers or judgment. Okay, well, that's very funny. Um... <laughs> I, I guess the lovers? Okay, uh, you can grab him and stop him. He's not trying to, like, get out of here yeah, out of anxiety. Yeah, yeah. He is yeah. just trying... He's like, no, 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 I'm gonna show I my just, new cool older friends yeah. that I'm, like, a real go-getter. That, I just wanna... So, I just wanna let him... I just wanna tell him to be careful and to not do anything reckless. Whoa, whoa, whoa. While we love the enthusiasm, you still haven't gone through the initiation yet. There's no initiation. There's not an initiation. <laughs> There's never been a little nope. bit. Maurice, nope. we're not going to haze the new guy. We're not going to haze Just anyone. Just like a little, little bit, though. No. no. Maurice, if you continue, I will haze you. Anyway, okay. what what we want to warn you about is that because we're the mystery solvers and, mm-hmm. you know, our whole thing is digging up secrets and bringing them into the light. Sometimes adults don't necessarily like that, and we mm-hmm. have ruffled the feathers of a lot of the school administration, so it, just be aware of that, that there are yeah. risks involved. Also, God, I probably shouldn't say this, just don't trust the cops, just, you know, they... We basically do the same thing, so they get jealous of us, so, you know, don't go on telling the cops you're part of the Mystery Solvers Club. It's part, it's He's part nodding, of, like, enthusiastically. Yeah, it's part of our theme song. Okay. Okay. Now you have so. our blessing, be safe, and yeah, we're here usually most days. So. Also, what 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 is your singing voice? Can I get a... No cops, no no, holes, no okay, you, can, <laughs> you can just leave it <laughs> Yeah, you, you can leave. I'm, Bob stops blocking yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go find I'll go find you guys a cool mystery to solve. But I won't let you down. And he goes like running out. Please be safe. Okay. Well, once he's out of earshot, Bob closes the door and turns to the rest of the crew. Yeah. So that's super. One of the like uh, people that uh, the the other group tussled with, right? Like one hundred percent. That name really I, rang a bell. I don't care, and I don't want to know. I mean, maybe Bob. I, if you want, you can dredge the undertow, and I can tell you more about Patrick Phillips. Uh, sure. Okay, uh, what's your biz? Two. Uh, that's going to be Temperance or The Fool? Um, let's see. Let's let's go with Temperance. Temperance, you're met with an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah hide too much here. It's, it's Again, if you were paying attention, you would know he was like the main antagonist that they dealt with the whole time. There was sort of a plot twist that he used to be a mystery solver. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought. That's who I thought that was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's that psychiatrist that was like making everybody uh-huh. violent. I, mean, so I just don't want us to put any stake in what may or may not be in the future. Yeah, also... It's not fair 
to, I'm sorry for interrupting you, uh, Haley, I was just want to say it's not fair to whoever Patrick is right now. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say the same thing, actually. I completely agree. I, regardless <laughs> of what Jordan makes him do in the future, I think we should treat him as he is now. Maybe. Here's, here's my thinking, though. Maybe if we play our cards right, we help him grow up to be a nicer person. So he doesn't pull that shit. Yeah, we could certainly give it a shot. Yeah, I'm not against that. <clears throat> also, she turns to to Haley. Uh, you, are you okay? You doing good? Yeah, I'm fine. I Just a lot on the mind, you know? Yeah. Just two quick updates. Okay, maybe I do still like boys, but I don't like anyone more than I like you. <laughs> That's thank you. That's good to know. <laughs> I just I don't know. Is, is this dumb? I'm, I'm being dumb. Sorry. That's okay. You've really got a type as far as boys go, huh? Hey. <laughs> like yeah, re- really pathetic. Really nervous. Who... Really like. No, I like people who are kind. I like people who are sweet and kind, or at least. I guess people who trick me into believing they're sweet and kind. Yeah. It's not my father, they're pieces of shit. I'm. Mm. Listen. There's nothing wrong with your taste. I won't yeah. hear another word about it, Jordan. <laughs> uh, she kisses you again. Oh, that's getting old. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, what else do we have to do? You're the one writing it. I'm just, I'm trying to stay true to your characters, but I'm starting to think maybe your characters need some, some work. Uh,. But, uh, yeah, uh, Flannery is someone you haven't bumped into yet. Um, I'll tell you what, why don't we do a scene with Maurice and Flannery? Uh, at some point during the day, Maurice, uh, Flannery comes up to you and says, Hey, Maurice, haven't seen you since the break. Do, can I get my, uh, entropy-defying luck armor back? Uh, ooh, about that, I the dragon destroyed Mm -hmm. it. It destroyed the interaction, but we saved KC. You know, Casey's always you, trying um, to sacrifice herself to save others. Uh, so, you, uh, ooh, you, you, you're saying you you destroyed it? I'm saying through a course of actions, uh, it was mm-hmm. destroyed to serve its purpose, which was blocking a sun or summoning a sun. It was like two weeks ago. I can't really remember. I. I think its purpose might have been to get me a lot of fame, money, and prizes, and I was lending it to you temporarily. Um, not a lot of other horseshoes from winning horses of the Kentucky Derby, Maurice! You know what? I can probably get those back. I can probably get those back. I Can ya? <laughs> she is really kind of, like, tweaking. Hmm, how evil do I want to be? <laughs> Great question to ask. <laughs> Every day, baby. Just wake up, look at yourself in the mirror, and be like, how evil do I want to be? We always love it when Ty has to make that decision. No, it's probably too early to ask the the, the Void Moose to just bring those back. <laughs> but I think I might do it anyway. Look at what I got, two biz? Uh... T- yeah, you're trying to use Devil Pack to summon the Void Moose? <sighs> Considering my first contract went so bad, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, you already <laughs> promised your firstborn. 
If this what happens to Flannery, does the boy move to see Flannery? Uh, no, I, actually, I, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna dazzle Flannery and say like, okay. It was my newfound confidence, the fact that I slayed the dragon, all that shit that I've been like boosting up here. You know, more seems kind of different today. Um, uh huh. He's, he seems he's got like, maybe a little bit taller and a more just like leading man type person. Uh huh. And Maurice says, "Listen, Flannery." Of my allies and of the students I've known here, you have been the most essential. And I would never turn my back on what we have built, our w- ability to challenge the forces of the supernatural, to twist thermodynamics to our will. And if you want greatness, you're on the right fucking team. I'm going to get those horseshoes back for you. And we're going to fucking anything else you fucking want as well. Give me the dazzle. You got uh, two glam, right? Two glam! Also, do I still have <laughs> plus one plus flarity? Does that, how does that work? What's the plus three? Or what? What? What's, how do ties work? Oh, right. Um, God, that's a great question. It's been so long since we played this game. Yeah, because I'm a level three tie with flarity. I don't know if that does anything. I don't think we've actually played with the new tie rules yet at all, so I don't know how any of that shit works. Play test, motherfuckers. Yeah, if you're at level three, uh, hold one. You may spend this hold to use the other person in this tie's stat instead of your own when making a move. Um... I'm trying to remember, do you get everything? Okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you used a forward with Flannery before? No. Because you would have it. Okay, then you would have one. So you want to take another card? Yes. Okay. Um. One sec. Okay, you got... Well, it didn't matter. You got the devil, death, and the empress, and death is your dissonant. Oh, Christ. But this is the death, right? Yeah. Okay. But you have to take your dissonant anytime you draw. Anytime I draw it, okay. All right. Anytime yeah. you draw it, I thought yeah. it was just biz rolls, but okay, I'll, I'll take it. You do get XP out of it. You get two XP. Okay, oh. I'll give away the game well, here. Uh, what then. what happens on death, or what happens on my uh... life is a stage, and you've forgotten all your lines for as long as your dissonant card is in the discard pile. Anytime you dazzle someone, do not draw. Instead, the GM will act as though you played the moon. That won't apply to this one, but it'll apply to future dazzles until the deck gets shuffled. Basically, uh, here's the thing. Yeah. It's been Boogie Wonderland since the van today. Uh, Maurice has been at home digging in his closet. That's <laughs> why I just a poof out of existence, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, here's what I'll say. Um, uh, you don't poof out of existence. I think what you get is you give her that entire spiel. And, um, Maurice, let me tell you a little something about, uh, Flannery. This is, this is a, a young woman who has been married to science. She has never once considered the possibility of romance. But you know what? That's the, that's the angle you were playing, and you have, uh, woken up some part of her heart that has never been touched before. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't oh, believe boy. you made her straight. And, um... Who knows what could happen when Flannery has a crush? Oh, this is... <laughs> oh, hell yeah. This is great. <laughs> Meanwhile, in his regular-ass ha- house at home, I'm like, I hope my I hope my, I hope my stunt doll is doing well today. I hope he's not, like, hammering <laughs> it up too much. <laughs> uh, so I think Flannery just kind of, like, looks at you blankly, blinks a few moments, um, 
She's having a Grinch-esque transformation inside her <laughs> chest right now that she doesn't quite know how to process. So she just goes, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, get that back for me. Um, she is, like, staring at you. She, she, this is not a, a sensation she's familiar with, but so she doesn't quite know the right look to give you. I might say she's staring at you like a deliciously, perfectly seasoned steak. And why should she not? I'm the star of this movie. Maurice, you are in so much danger. <laughs> I can't be- Actually, I can believe that Flannery is a morosexual. This makes perfect sense. <laughs> Don't you see our alliance with my esoteric thinking and your deep science knowledge? We will we'll, we'll turn this whole school around. Meanwhile, uh, Maurice is just at home, like, slipping through. <laughs> <laughs> putting pins on the board uh, and being uh, boring. I can't believe that Maurice is going to date all the weirdest girls in the high school <laughs> before we all die. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Maurice also is a type. Uh, Flannery has, like, <laughs> e- has two equally powerful impulses. One to, like, just pounce on you and start furiously making out, and one to sprint away from you as fast as possible, and they are canceling out to the point where she is just standing stock still as though she has been paralyzed. I, I, I want, my, I want uh, Maurice to not get this at all and be like, anyway, great talk, buddy. I'll get those to you as soon as I can. And walks off. <laughs> One of her eyes starts twitching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Montage of all the moments with, you know, chasing the cat, all that stuff is just being reframed into like. <laughs> right, <yeah>. right. <laughs> um, Bob, sometime in the, the sort of like near the end of the first half of the day, the PA crackles and uh, calls you towards the guidance counselor's office. Oh, we're doing this again. All right. Uh, I guess Don't I'll head in. Them shed, Bob. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you know, it, it's much the same scene as when, uh, Casey got called in. Uh, the guidance counselor brings you into her office, closes the door, and just says, uh, all right, let's see here, um, Robert McGovern, uh... Please, yeah, call me um, Bob. All right, Bob. Uh, as part of my role as the guidance counselor, I'm working through the list of all of the seniors here to, uh, have a discussion about your future. Your graduation's getting close. Um, have you given much thought about what you're going to do afterwards? Oh, I already know what I'm going to be doing afterwards, and it turns out it's nothing. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, no, I spoke to God. Turns out I'm going to die at the end of the semester. I've had to make peace with it. I'm sorry, you, you spoke to God? I mean, look... Come on, come on. You live in the Eidolon town, you know there's all kinds of supernatural shit happening. Like, yes, God himself foreshadowed my death. I already know I'm on borrowed time, and I don't particularly feel like wasting what little I have planning a future that won't come to pass. As soon as you said the word Eidolon, her uh, eyes kind of went wide, and she is looking at you sort of a mixture of confusion and horror that you're not dropping dead in front of her. Oh, 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 right. Yeah, no, I guess it's... Yeah, that that's another thing. Uh, yeah, the rules, um... Not, not a thing anymore. They're not on the table anymore. That, that The contest is over. 
somebody won, and that's why that's why they're God now, and that's why they told what? me that I'm going to die. What did you do? <laughs> uh, slayed a dragon. Oh no! You, uh, you're telling me that somebody, um, yeah, that whole business about like only one yolk or survive the hatch. Yeah, the hatching happened. Turned out it was a very literal egg. We got the shells. Uh, wh- what What? happened? Uh, I wasn't 100% clear in the specifics. He pulled some horse shit where he's like, again, like godly powers. I don't know. It was some nonsense. But like, yeah, we went into we went into like this alternate dimension that's like some caves that might be the afterlife. I think Chiron was there. Um, and yeah, we just. Yeah, we fought a dragon, and while we were busy doing that, uh, he pulled the Excalibur, and now he's God. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who did? Oh, Jordan. Uh, you remember you remember that that kid that vanished recently? Yeah, no, he's God now. She is like fully, uh, like shutting down, <laughs> uh, like broken eye contact with you, like looking off into like the middle distance, just sort of mouth agape. Uh, you know, lot lot for her to process. Hi, lady. God is real. I mean, at least according to him, like the only reason you're reacting so badly right now is because that's the reaction that like he wants you to have, apparently. What? What? Yeah, no. He's got the, he's got this whole thing about like not only is he God, but he's like an author. Like he writes words on the caves, and like he can hear he can hear me giving you this spiel. I don't I don't know how how he's taking it, but you know. So, so you, um, so what, what do you mean you're doing nothing after you? Well, what, what, like, yeah, no, we, he foreshadowed that me and the the rest of the mystery solvers club are going to die. And so we're all just, you know, we're all just going to just take the rest of the semester in stride. I'm not really going to stress it. Truth be told, truth be told, I don't think anybody's going to be doing anything for a while. It's like. From what I understand from the structure of the story, we're going to, like, time skip to another group of kids in the late 90s. So, like, I guess you're just going to go into stasis for a couple decades? I don't know. Give me a dazzle, Bob. All right. Uh, What is my glam? It turns out it's two. That is going to be the magician or strength, both positive. All right. Let's go with the magician. All righty. Uh, then, yeah, I think you completely convince her that you're telling the truth about all of this. Um, so I think she just says, so. So you were already, um, you're going to die? Yeah, I mean, the upswing is I can't die before my death is supposed to happen. So, you know. But yeah, no, I got the whole Nostradamus thing. I know the day of my death. I see. Um, well, this, uh, this conversation didn't really go how I expected it to. Um, uh, By the way, when I came in here, you had a kind of like sinister vibe. So I'll just, I'll just let you know now if you were planning to like... Like, I know you also had a, a speech with Casey. If you were planning to try to kill us, that's not super going to work out for you, because we're not supposed to die yet. I see. Well, um... 
I guess, uh, good luck with all that. Uh, she extends her hand to shake your hand. Yeah, no, uh, good luck to you. I think we're all going to need it. And Bob shakes her hand. Okay. Uh, then that is, uh, that's that. Um, <laughs> Haley and, uh, Maurice, you do not get called into the guidance <laughs> office today. I wonder why. Um, yeah. <laughs> so are we, how much are we telling people about Jordan? <laughs> that's the conversation we probably should have had before Bob went in there. I mean, maybe, but, like, Bob doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I... The less I talk about him, the better for me. So, uh, you two can do as your heart desires. Uh, then, yeah, I think the uh, day just sort of progresses. It's an oddly normal school day, given everything that's happened to you. Uh, oh, uh, um, you know, just real quick, pause, oh, pause. Um, Luke, does that does me pulling that shit fuck up anything for you? Oh, no, not okay. at all. Not at all. Just want to be clear. You're good. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's an oddly normal school day for uh, the rest of you. You uh, are back in homeroom, uh, kind of waiting for the uh, bell to ring and school to let out. When um, the door opens and a man in a black suit is sort of escorted in by your uh, homeroom teacher. And... Um, I think he says, um, Hello, children. My name is Special Agent Nikolai Shirogorov. I work for the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. It is nice to meet all of you. <sighs> I, got a, I got a big ass right here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is the reveal your master plan, but it's like, the fucking guild's involved. <laughs> Wait, what? I want Maurice to reveal that he knows that this guy is in the detectives guild. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Give me a um Yeah, give me a reveal your master plan about that. Uh yeah, that's uh, three cards. Uh the sun, the emperor, the high priestess. Oh, those sound good. I mean, the sun is positive, the other two are neutral, so yeah, I, I want this to be a reverse of the thing where he had a detective fight where Sherlock Holmes and lost in the first episode. I have a detective right, fight right. with this guy, and I'm like, Sherogoff from the Detectives Guild? Why are you pretending to be an FBI agent? Uh, real quick, just uh, because of that, yeah, you know about uh, the Shirogorov, uh detective clan? Mm-hmm. And also, you know that this is Naomi's dad from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Naomi's grandfather, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he looks at you a little surprised that you're aware of, uh, all of that, and he just says, um, I am absolutely an FBI agent in addition to whatever other duties I might carry out. I am currently working in a special division of the FBI devoted to investigating special cases and... You wanted the best mystery solvers in the block. I get it. You see greatness and you want to bring it in. You want to bring us into the fold. I see, but we're not cops. We don't fuck with cops. The the homeroom teacher is like, shh, Maurice. Uh, As I was saying, I investigate a special kind of case. 
If any of you are involved in the kind of case that I investigate, and I have been given reason to believe that at least some of the students at this school are, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, and I don't need to provide any additional detail. It will go much more smoothly for myself and for anyone involved to come forward voluntarily and speak with me privately. If you choose not to do so and you know about what I'm here to investigate and knowingly withhold information from me, you will not enjoy the consequences of that behavior. I am leaving... My business card with your teacher, as I have with all of the other teachers at this school. Please speak to her if you wish to contact me. That's all I have. Goodbye. And he turns around and leaves. Have a safe ride home, detective. He, like, shoot, stares back at you. <laughs> and, like, just kind of shoots you a look. And then leaves. Oh, God. I mean... We can't die. So. We're not helping the FBI. Oh, yeah, for sure, no. I mean, listen, I, I don't want to help the feds, but, like, mm-hmm. that guy's grandkid is, like, g- yeah, we should, we should probably go see what his deal is. I, yeah, I am interested to see what's going on, but I do not plan on helping. Also, I think we should face him as a group. Oh, I mean, definitely. Although, also, alternatively, like, obviously this is a plot hook. I, it would be very funny for us to just ignore it. <laughs> I mean, me and me and Haley have been talking about road trip to Florida, yeah. break into NASA, and steal my, a rocket ship. And my dads have always told me never to trust a spook. I mean, your dads are very smart people. Mm, we could do that. But, uh... I'm curious. I'm sorry. I guess I'm a little guppy because this plot has got me. I'll just hop... I make hopping fish movements. I mean, Stop yeah, Marie, talking she, about plots. Maurice kind of did give the game away anyway. So, yeah, let's just go talk to the weird Russian man. Fine. Hey, if you don't want to... Be in the same room as the FBI agent. We don't have to go. Shit, we don't have to do anything, really, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah but we've kind of been doing that all day. I'm talking with my girlfriend, Maurice? Give me one I don't want to go, Maurice. Okay. Okay, we are not going. You two can go by yourselves. All right. <sighs> have fun helping God. the agent, I guess. If you want to if you want to go along with the plot so fucking hey. badly. Hey, you know what's not going to with the plot? You want to skip class today? The rest of class? Yeah. Come on. I'm just I'm trying to follow the script. The, the, trying to do the leader thing for Mystery Solvers Club. We can't all be bummed and I got to be the I've got to be the hero you guys need. Haley ignores you and Leaves with Casey. Yeah. Uh, if you want Maurice and Bob, you can probably just catch him walking out of the school if you're going to him immediately. Yeah, may as well. I look well. at Bob and I'm like, uh, should we? Is this? Yeah, I got nothing better to do. Uh, then yeah, yeah. You uh see him out in the parking lot. Uh, he's approaching a like very well cared for uh black Cadillac. 
And um, he kind of hears you running up and turns around and he says, Mr. Maurice Bailey and Robert McGovern, yes? Bob, please. I don't think we've been formally... Um, I don't oh, know come on, he's a detective. Form- he knows who we are. I took the liberty of memorizing your student registry before making my rounds here. Did you know I'm also a space cowboy and a gangster of love? I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I suspect I don't care to know. You know, you won't get it, but your kids will love that. <laughs> Do you have something to discuss with me? Well, could you be a little more specific about what you want to discuss? There's kind of a lot of horseshit around here. I would prefer to hear about more of it than less. So please, tell me what you have. Okay, uh, what do you know about Eidolons? He, uh, kind of, like, looks at you, sort of gives you a point as if, ah, that's the right answer, and, uh, opens up the back door of the car and says, please. Alright, Bob kind of just looks at Maurice and, like, like makes a face like, all right, are we doing this? <sighs> I, I kind of would have not told him about Eilon until we kind of got bored out of him, but, uh... In for a penny, in for a pound. All right. Let's go. He, uh, drives you in silence. Um, I think the only thing he says is, uh... My home is not far from here. We can have this conversation a little more comfortably. And uh, after that, does not say a word uh, as he drives you uh, towards the outskirts of town, uh, towards a heavily wooded area where there is a uh, small, like, mansion being built out in the woods. It is clearly still largely under construction, but uh, he sort of gestures for you to follow him inside. Uh, there is no, like, second floor built yet. There's not even, like... Like, you're just exposed to the elements walking through the door. Uh, but there is a staircase leading down into a basement. Uh, and actually, multiple levels of sub-basement as he, uh, brings you down into, um, a small, uh, sitting room. And, uh, sort of, like, just points out some chairs for you to sit in. He stays standing as he kind of like strokes his chin and says, You were saying about Eidolons. Alright, well, I guess the question is how much do you already know? Because it's apparently like a tradition around here for everyone to get them when they come of age, as it were. He immediately like takes out a notebook and starts writing. Assume I know absolutely nothing. I would love to do that, but sealed room. Oh my god, Maurice. We get as much information from you as you get out of us, or no one leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Bob's head is in their hands. I am professionally limited in what information I can share, but depending on what you know and what you give me, I can perhaps allow some information. You're a detective, you'll figure some shit out. Alright. Look, there was apparently We already gave you the name Eidolon and that we're involved. Maurice. Okay, okay. Bob Bob can take it from here. Yeah, look, I don't really feel any particular need to be secretive about any of this. Like, there's just there's no reason. 
there's no, we 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 gain nothing at this point from that. All right, so there's a tradition in this town. There was a toy maker. Turns out he's Merlin, like the Merlin. And he gave us each a wooden toy on our 18th birthday. We would be sworn to secrecy. There was a set of rules we had to follow that apparently just doesn't apply anymore because the contest is over because it was a contest. And the winner pulls Excalibur out of a rock and becomes... He, he holds up a finger to like stop you real quick and says, when did the contest end? Uh... Midnight New Year's Eve, I believe. I think. I think at the turn of the year, pretty much exactly. Right. I think they were. I think they were going for something poetic with it. Go on. Yeah. So this kid in our class, uh, who had faked his death, pulled the sword out of the stone, and ascended to godhood. Essentially, he hatched from the egg because this there was a whole thing with eggs. It was. I again. I this was all very weird. But like, yeah. It, it, there was some magical stuff happening and some folks died along the way and the contest is over, but I guess the magic is still around because to your knowledge, does the stone he drew Excalibur out of still contain any magic potential? Possibly, but we don't know what he did with it once it was gone. This is... Unhappy news, but I appreciate your candor. He turns to you, Maurice, and says, What I will give to you, young man, is that the stone in your little town is not the only stone there is. I don't know if this is too cartoony or goofy with Boogie Wonderland, but uh, I like to imagine while Bob was giving all that information, there was like a giant scale behind uh, uh-huh. uh, Nikolai, and it was like greatly getting bigger, like way down on one side, sure, yeah, yeah. and then he drops that and it just evens out immediately. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, no, we we had no idea there was going to be more of them. That stone is a piece of ore mined from Mount Olympus. As far as we can tell, it is the only place it naturally occurs on Earth. However, it is not the entirety of the vein of that mineral. How much has been mined out? That is unclear. The carving was done long enough ago that it is difficult to tell, and that is before we even consider what Eidolons may have interfered with our ability to investigate that question. Part of my job is locating pieces of this stone wherever they may appear, particularly on American soil, or to bring them back to American soil. So, okay. I guess one I guess one final question I have. So, where we fought this dragon and the sword pulling happened there's like caves but they're but, not exactly oh, underground give, don't they're, give them that to, uh, okay never mind never mind i mean listen this this might be important can you tell us about those caves do you do you all already know about this weird like all other Is this space the first town you visited absolutely not does does every town with this have a weird cave system well, this is not the first town I've visited. This is the first town I have found where there is recent evidence of this phenomenon taking place. I have not 
witnessed this cave system you're talking about firsthand, but I have read reports of it, yes. Well, Is there after a, this... Does it have a name? Detective to detective. Want to go get waffles? We can take you there if we go get waffles. I was trying to be cute. Yeah, no, we, we can show you how to get there. But does 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 it have a name? We have not yet confirmed its existence firsthand, so no. Well, we can show you. We just, uh, we need to get to my van. Yeah, the van's a very essential part of this. It's called the Wild Cherry. You should check out the size of it. Bob, did you do the, the, the new wizard design? I think he says, uh, well, there's no reason to tarry. Let's... And as before he can finish his sentence, uh, there is a crackling and the sound of a baby crying. You didn't notice the baby monitor he had kind of tucked in a corner, and he just sort of, like, closes his eyes and shoulders slump and says, What would be a convenient time to reconvene with you? Well, really any time. My schedule's pretty open. Uh, well, we have Mystery Solvers Club after school on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so, like, not Tuesdays and Thursdays. I used to do chess club on after schools on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, but I got a thing with an ex, I don't want to go into it. Uh, so I'm pretty free Monday, Wednesday, Friday after school. He is already, he's walking away from you and is just like, I have your contact information already, I'll let you know when I'm available. All right, and is there is there a way we can get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, he just gives you, uh, his business card. Alright, thank you. We'll let you know if anything else happens. I'm sure you can see yourself out. There's not much house to see yourself out of yet. Alright. Um, which do, you, which do you serve first? The Detective Guild or the United States? He's already gone. He The, the scales are balanced. He doesn't have to Damn answer it. that. Uh, this one. <laughs> so, I would like to examine the house on our way out. And okay, sure. I, Bob knows, with their weird future knowledge, uh, that uh, Naomi has never been in any of these basements, and perhaps there's some information that Bob can glean that can be useful to Naomi if they can find a way to pass it along to them. Okay, sure. Give me an investigate. All right. Uh, my gen is one. Okay, that gets you one question. It's going to be the wheel of fortune. Uh, that is my resonant card. Oh, shit. All right. What is hidden here, my resonant? Okay, the world is your instrument, and it's time for your solo. Describe how your Eidolon transforms into a larger, more powerful version of itself and hold two. You can spend this hold to draw one additional card when you use your Eidolon to make a move. Yeah, go ahead and tell me how, uh, how the hustle transforms here. I think we said it just becomes, like, a full-on speedster costume, right? Yeah, although I, I, I think right now, I think, uh... Being a bit more subtle about it is probably the way to go. Sure, maybe it just grows the wings. Yeah, I think it just grows the wings. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and since I get plus one, do can I get another investigate? Or uh, hmm. No, it'd be on your next, next action. Next? You can keep it for next okay, time. Okay, sure, sure, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah uh, what um, is hidden here? What is hidden here? Uh, I think the honest answer is that nothing is hidden here. Um in part because this place is still under construction. Um, you can see, you know, the room you're in is one part of uh, this sub-basement. There's, like, multiple levels of basement, like I said. Um, there's this sitting room. There's what looks like uh, is being set up to be an office. You can see phone lines that are being installed. 
Um, but what you can glean is that the uh, positioning of the staircase uh, upstairs into the basement is placed oddly. And you realize it is so that it can be uh, obscured and be converted into like a secret passageway once the house is finished. And you also notice something similar for the second level of the basement, as though maybe there are people that are allowed into the secret basement who aren't allowed into the secret second floor basement. You know what I mean? Okay, so there's a secret area within a secret area. Yes, exactly. Okay. And that that second secret area is where that interview was just held. All right. Well, I just have to hope that uh, that Naomi is hearing this the way that I can hear their stuff sometimes. So yeah. Uh, Haley and Casey, where did you go to hang out? What's the closest big city here? Uh, that'd be Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, we're halfway through to Louisville. Okay, you're just on your bike. Yeah, we're yeah. we're on the bike. Uh, we we're gonna make a day out of it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Haley. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're gonna make a day out of it. Hit some museums. Just be far away from the bullshit if we can. Where are you going first? I've never been. I think both in character and Fabi, I've never been. Is there like an aerospace museum? <laughs> Yeah, I was the, some sort of science museum, I would say. I, I'm sure there is. I was going to say, the big museum they've got is like, they've got like a pretty fancy art museum. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there's a science museum in Louisville. There, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky Science Center. It's, it, well, this looks a little like more of a kid's okay. place, yeah. but you know. Oh, we could go to the art museum. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the Kentucky Science Center, I believe our understanding was known as the Louisville Museum of Natural History and Science. Okay, yeah. And it opened in 1871. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah, it might be less of like a kid's fun center. Yeah, I think it was more also, of like a museum. Also, we can museum. have it just have whatever we want it to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what? Okay. <laughs> okay, if you want to get a little silly Mr. with it. Mr. Ryder, <laughs> you can do whatever you want, right? You know, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I can do whatever I want. It, it can be a, a fun aerospace, like, well, and by fun, I mean bone-dry aerospace museum. Sure. <laughs> we need uh, probably not aerospace, just because that's specific to certain areas, but science museum that has an aerospace wing, yeah. certainly. <laughs> wing. Hey. <laughs> um, you head to the museum and check out some exhibits. You know what? It is really nice to just do this. Uh, I think Casey smiles and like holds onto your arm since you're taller than her and just rests her head in your shoulder. Yeah. This is really, really nice. You know, I... I'm probably going to have to talk to my parents tonight about, you know, what colleges I want to go to. And to be honest, you know, I, I did have a list of them. You know, I was thinking about MIT, Caltech, mm-hmm. you know, all the... a bunch of aerospace universities. I A lot of people do the military to go into NASA, but mm-hmm. I just never felt comfortable with that. I... I want to go through engineering, and yeah, 
I, fe- I figured, you know, even if I didn't become an astronaut, you know, at least I'd be an engineer and I'd have a nice job that would be respected and I'd be paid well and... Yeah, I... Well, I was talking with that counselor today and it kind of reminded me that, yeah, my dream was maybe, like, get a technical degree and, like, auto shop and be a mechanic and, huh? Maybe while you're living up there in the dorms, I could come visit you, sneak in, and, God, MIT, Boston? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure they would need someone to work in the shop somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah, I was... That would have been... And I was actually going to ask if, you know, in a world where we did... Yeah. Where we did (laughs) go to college, you know, would... You have followed me? Yes, I... Yeah, I I could play it tough and be like, only if you want it. No, no, I would have followed you. I... I would... I want... Yeah. I would have, as long as you were okay with it, if you didn't need space, I... Would have gone to wherever you went. I'm... Don't talk about it much, but like... My dad wants me to work in his business and I don't even really understand what his business is so I probably would have uh, you know gotten away from all of that maybe let them know the truth that would probably have done it and I don't know get a job where I work with my hands and I can see you whenever you're not busy studying and what else do I need I think Haley is looking at you and it is the happiest that you've seen her since your first date and she says I love you so much <laughs> I love you too I I love you too God you're so pretty so are you Thank you for not giving up on me and of course not being amazing. <laughs> and Haley kisses Haley, you um, as well. Yeah, yeah, you kiss. Uh, I assume you kind of like uh, embrace her, Haley. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, your uh, hand or our arm uh, is like running along Casey's back, and suddenly feels like nothing underneath of it other than her shirt. Casey? Uh, Damn it. Yeah, to be clear, she's like here. It's it's as though there is like a hole in the middle of her back. What? So... What's going on? The fucking... The fucking counselor slapped my back as I left the office. So... What do I have there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to check without taking your shirt off. You could run to the... Ah, uh, she takes her shirt off. Oh, just in the middle of the museum? Sure. Yeah, okay. she doesn't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, She's wearing a sports bra underneath. Yeah, uh, Haley, there is a... A hole in Casey's back uh, with sort of jagged edges, but it is in the shape of a handprint with, like, spider webbing cracks 
reaching out from it, and you see, like, a little bit more of uh, Casey's uh, back, like, chip away and dissolve. You don't see, like, her insides or anything through the hole. It is just darkness. We're going back. God damn it, we can't have a fucking nice day in here. I think she kisses you again. With not with anger, but like with anger, but not at you. Just like kissing you to be like wishing the kiss would clean away all this fucking bullshit. And then takes a deep sigh. I'm gonna kick that bitch's ass. Eidolon Disco is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash Playtest. You can follow us on Twitter and co-host at Playtest and join our Discord server at bit.ly slash aediscord. Eidolon Disco will be back in two weeks on January 22nd for Patreon subscribers and January 29th for everyone else. See you then!